Welcome back to the Anchor Room Podcast. This season, we're excited to partner with special guests as we discuss various topics related to Christian living and the college experience. We hope you enjoy listening to our conversations and are able to grow in your walk with God no matter where you're at. Thanks for tuning in. guys well welcome back to a new semester of the anchor room um let's go ahead and get started with our conversation for those of you who might have forgotten me my name is rigo and i serve on staff here with chi alpha at uva and i'm excited for today's conversation i'm joined today by one of our very own students say hello leah hi everybody leah anderson here i'm a fourth year if we have not met and i am in the nursing school Great to have you, Leah. We're excited that you get to be a part of this conversation, bringing in some of your student perspectives to the topic that we will be discussing today, and that is the topic of anxiety. And I'm also very excited to host a very special guest with us, Jeff Jennings. Welcome, Jeff. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, Rigo and Leah. Thank you for having me on today and just want to say hi to the community here, the Chi Alpha community and to everyone who's listening. Uh, so my name is Jeff Jennings. I'm a clinical psychologist and I actually work in counseling and psychological services um, in student health at UVA. My background is in positive psychology. So studying, you know, how do we actually help people thrive? How do we help people be more resilient? Um, so it's about more than just fixing problems and about, you know, how do we actually find ways to help people flourish in life and go beyond just, you know, getting to a place of normalcy. You know, we want yeah. people to be sort of, you know, really enjoying life and finding more joy, more fulfillment, more meaning in life. So that's what my background is in. I've been at CAPS now for about five and a half years. Yeah. Um, and I coordinate well-being and resilience resources there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, Jeff, again, we're so glad to have you talk to us more about um, this topic, this topic of anxiety. And, and I just want to also say that we're grateful for your work here with the UVA community. Um, and I think for starters, I'd like to begin with with the current state of things. Um, I don't think it's a surprise for any of us that 2020 saw increased levels of anxiety among young adults and college students, but what trends have you noticed as a professional in this field as contributing factors apart from this pandemic or maybe even before the pandemic began? I don't know if you could uh, speak to that area for a bit. Right, absolutely. You know, we've seen really for the past eight to 10 years, there's been a steady increase in the college student population of anxiety and depression and social anxiety. Those three things in particular have been steadily rising, um, but other mental health issues as well. And you know, recent surveys by like the National Alliance on Mental Health showed that 80% of students feel overwhelmed by their responsibilities at college. 33% of college freshmen in over eight industrialized countries now meet full criteria for at least one mental health disorder when they're coming into college. So we've seen these increasing trends and COVID of course has really in a lot of ways exacerbated some mm. of those trends. We've seen increases in feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, feeling anxious, 
Uh, we've seen increases in suicidal ideation, wow, not for yeah. everyone, but um, it's definitely had an impact. You know, people feel more isolated. They feel more alone. They're getting less support um, or at least the kinds of support that they really need. And, you know, as far as what's been causing this, there's there's lots of thinking and theorizing about that. Um, it's really hard to establish cause and effect um, because, you know, we can't necessarily do controlled experiments, but we do know there are a lot of contributing factors, or at least there are relation, you know, the, the rises are related to certain factors. One is social media. You know, we've seen that social media is definitely having an impact on students' sense of well-being. Um, there's a greater competition, you know, for schools and for jobs these days. You know, there's a little bit of that around here. <laughs> but, yeah, right. <laughs> there's no competition at UVA, right? Not too much. <laughs> um, so, you know, around 67%, I think, of graduating seniors now attend college. You know, that wasn't the case, you know, a few decades ago. So I think students are just under, you know, they're under a lot more pressure. Um, the job market is more competitive. I think, you know, students these days, this generation has a lot of times higher expectations, you know, higher expectations are yeah. placed on them. They have a higher expectations of themselves. Um, and in some ways, sometimes they, there can be, you know, somewhat unrealistic views of what success is supposed to look like, you know, because of the things we see uh, in the media, you know, on television, social media, things like that. Um, we kind of like all feel like, well, in order to be successful, I got to have it all, you know, you know, I've talked to students, you know, I remember one student talking with one student one time and, you know, I asked him, you know, what is it that, you know, he really, how he defines success and his answer was, well, when you're just killing it, you know, you're killing it in every area of your life. Like, wow, you know, that would be great, you know, if we were kill always just killing it in every area of our life. But that can be a really unrealistic view yeah. of, of what success is. So I think students just put a lot of pressure on themselves. And, um, and a big factor is just this, as well as just this fear of failure, you know, and or anything, what we perceive to be failure, you know, yeah. failure is just information, right? That, that's what helps us to grow and to learn. But, but I think um, so many of the students I speak to are so afraid of failing and being seen as a failure, being perceived as a failure from others, that it really creates a lot of anxiety for them in their life. Hmm. So you mentioned a lot of these things already, but according to the CDC, there has been an increase in suicidal ideation and stress and anxiety, um, mainly due to COVID recently. Um, so what is that going to look like in our lives? Like what patterns could we as students be looking for in order to identify that that may be present um, and that we might need help with our mental health? Well, that's a that's a great question, Leah. And, you know, everyone experiences varying levels of stress and anxiety. You know, it's it's common. Um, so I want to just say that at the outset, you know, yeah. we all experience stress. We all experience degrees of anxiety. Um, 
And this can include just sort of, you know, everyday stress being, you know, anxious about a test, you know, or an assignment, a project that you're trying to complete. Um, but typically, you know, feelings of intense anxiety involve just feeling really tense and on edge, uh, feeling restless. Um, it can start to have an impact, a negative impact on your sleep, your appetite, things like that, your concentration. Um, and as far as suicidal ideation is concerned, you know, it's really not that uncommon for a lot of people to have like passive thoughts, passive suicidal thoughts at times, just kind of questions like, you know, what is the purpose of my life? You know, what if I were to die tomorrow? What is the meaning of it all? Um, but I would say when things start really feeling overwhelming for an increased period of time, um, like a week or two, and you're just feeling like you don't have a handle on things, um, when it's starting to really impact your functioning in some significant way, your schoolwork, your sleep, your appetite, stuff like that, or when suicidal thoughts start becoming more frequent or more concerning, um, that's really the time that you want to kind of reach out. Yeah. So there's some things, some great things to consider, Jeff. And yeah, I'd love to, if you could briefly just share with us, maybe what are some resources that are available to students who feel like they might need help in this area? Anyone who's listening and realizing, oh yeah, I've been experiencing some of that. And, and you know, I'm starting to piece the, the, the parts together here. Yeah. What, what things are available to them around here? Right. Yeah. You know, I've, I read a really unfortunate statistic as well. And that was that 40% of students with issues involving mental health fail to seek help. That also came from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, so, you know, the bigger issue and the bigger problem is that a lot of students aren't seeking out help when they are struggling. So my first piece of advice is just you know, if you find that you're struggling um, to, to reach out, you know, yeah. to someone, to talk to someone right. and, and make yourself aware of the resources that are available to you. And in this day and age, especially in the past year, so many people have pivoted to online services. There's so much out there, um, so many different ways that students can seek help. Um, you know, there's lots of online opportunities um, to receive help and support. You can always call CAPS, you know, for assistance and seeking service, either seeking services, CAPS can provide assistance with that. You can receive services at CAPS. We have a very robust group program. We're running all of our groups right now online. All of our, all of our treatment is being done online as well, but we're still running groups at CAPS to support students. Um, wellness groups, support groups during COVID. Um, we have graduate student support group, international student support groups. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have mindfulness groups. You know, mm -hmm. so there's there's a lot that we offer to students that a lot of times they're just not aware of. And you can go on the student health website and and check out some of that information. But um, you know, if you find that you're struggling, give Caps a call. You know, and yeah. they'll They'll direct you, you know, in yeah. the right place. Um, 
there and if you're not you know they're also just so students are aware of this um, there's also a database we have a referral database on our website as well so if you just want to find your own provider in the community or online we have a database that helps you do that yeah. um, you can also go to psychology today therapist finder that's a, another great way to find referrals and resources as well. Yeah, no, that's that's really great stuff to know, Jeff, even knowing that a lot of these services are being offered through telecommunications, you know, mm -hmm. so a lot of students can have these meetings remotely if they're feeling even anxiety about, you know, meeting with somebody face-to-face. -face. Um, so thanks for sharing that information. And, and I know that you mentioned that you coordinate well-being uh, and resilience resources with CAPS. <laughs> Uh, can you just talk to us a little bit about, about, about what you mean by that? Like, what have you learned in your studies and, and you work as a psychologist on how resilience can help us overcome anxiety and mental health difficulties? So, yeah, could you just talk to us a little bit about that? Certainly. Yeah. So, you know, this is a, a specialty area of mine, an area of great interest of mine. Um, and I think it's important, you know, to maybe define resilience first. And so I define resilience as the capacity to cope with crisis and adversity with a level of mental fortitude or what some people call these days grit. Maybe you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. That number one enables people to believe themselves capable of overcoming a crisis. I think that's the first key. And number two, it enables them to recover more quickly and effectively from adverse experiences. Mm -hmm. So resilience can really be boiled down to two things, positive coping and positive adaptation. And the important thing to realize is that, you know, resilience is a dynamic process. So it's not a static trait. In other words, it's, it's not a matter of like you're born with it or you're not, you know. <laughs> Um, resilience is really something that you can learn. And it's also something that changes and fluctuates over time and over circumstances. So it's really important to be intentional about building resilience resources through healthy thinking, healthy coping, and healthy relationships. And this is going to help people face negative life events with greater skill and adaptation. So that's really what I see my, one of my roles at CAPS. Of course, I see students for general, uh, for general therapy, um, but I also run, typically run a group called Enhance at CAPS. And that's all about um, building, enduring happiness mm -hmm. and well-being. Um, and so it's a it's a program that sort of takes students through. It's more of a psychoeducational group that takes students through a nine week kind of modulized um, workbook mm -hmm. about just sort of building these well-being resources. And a lot of them impact our ability to be resilient as well. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing all of that and talking about resilience. It's an important thing to understand and better process so that we can, yeah, practice that resilience when these things happen. Um, but being a student at UVA, uh, it seems like there's very strict rules when it comes to COVID. And it seems like it's worse than at other universities. Um, like when we talk to friends, like our rules are very strict. And it feels like um, UVA students have been programmed to fear COVID and conditioned to go nowhere without a mask. And there seems to be a voice in our heads that bring on shame and guilt when we do anything that could be questionable. 
Um, and there's just times when it feels like we're not living with some of the freedoms that other students can or other, other people can. Um, so what effects have you noticed this causing students and how can we as students deal with the byproducts of these regulations that we're asked to follow as wise and necessary as they might be, it does cause some trouble for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. I know it's just such a hard time that students are going through right now. And I, I can't speak to what UVA is doing and how it compares to other universities because I just don't know. Um, you know, I believe the school, the administration is doing the best that it can to adhere to best practices and try to mitigate, you know, the potential for spreading the virus. Um, but I, I certainly understand how hard this is on students. I think one of the biggest impacts it's just having is it's just, it's just isolating people. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and we know from the research that we need human interaction you know we need quality re relationships and the research is showing more and more that you know quality relationships is one of the single biggest predictors of our overall health and well-being mm -hmm. you know and so this this pandemic um is just people are more isolated you know yeah. they're, they're they're staying in their rooms they're not getting out as much they're not interacting with their friends if they are, a lot of times it's through online platforms. And that's good insofar as it's, you know, it's helping us kind of stay connected. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't replace face-to-face -face contact. It doesn't yeah. replace face-to-face -face communication. Um, so I think, you know, what what is really important is for students to really be intentional about maintaining their own self-care, mm -hmm. you know, eating healthy, getting adequate sleep, yeah. getting exercise, you know, there are no rules about going outside and exercising, you know, yeah, right. That just does exercise does a number of wonders for our physical and mental health to begin with. Mm -hmm. But also getting outside has been shown in research, just, you know, being outside in nature. Yeah, um, does a lot of wonders for our mental health and well being. In fact, I, I co teach um, with a few of the directors in student health, I co-teach a class on um, nature and, and well-being um, as part of the kinesiology school, um, a lifetime physical activity, mm -hmm. um, that their series, lifetime physical activity. I'm not sure if you're you're familiar with that, Leah, but but we basically take students out in nature and go on hikes. Great. <laughs> so it's a lot great. of good hikes around town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm amazed, like a lot of students aren't familiar with the places, you know, a lot of students don't know, like, hey, you can just go up to O Hill and there are tons of yeah. trails there, you know, and yeah. it can, it can feel like you're just out in the woods somewhere. You wouldn't even know if you're right there next to, you know, 250 yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, so getting outside, getting exercise, seeking support, you know, from friends, you know, everyone is suffering right now and, and this is yeah. where you know, we can really bear one another's burdens um, by yeah, right. providing mutual support to one another. Um, and it's a great time to be intentional about building up your own resilience resources. Yeah, no, that's that's very true, Jeff. And and I love even like kind of your statements on community because, you know, we, we strive to be a, a community of students here as well. And um, I think, you kind of touched on this, how more people are, are staying home more often. And I know as, as some, you know, some of the conversations I had, 
uh, one, of, <clears throat> one of the areas where students have been experiencing a lot of concerns and challenges has actually, have, has actually been their on-grounds living arrangements, right? And so, yeah, Lee, I'd love to hear maybe some of the challenges that you've encountered or heard as a student yourself on what this is like from the student front. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely different between people in dorms and off grounds, um, but I feel like a mutual concern and difficulty is that it's just hard to live and work and play and do everything in the same exact environment at all the same times, with all the same people. Um, and they really become your family, but they're also supposed to be your friends. So then it feels like you don't have that same community that you're normally used to having, even if you are with your really close friends. Um, so Jeff, how can we create healthy boundaries when it comes to our living spaces and our closest relationships? Well, I certainly understand, you know, what you're talking about, because I do, I have a family of my own, and we've been living and working in the same place for almost a year now, for nine months. and uh, I mean, even with your, your people you love the most, it becomes hard, it gets hard sometimes, and we don't do it perfectly, uh, we make mistakes, uh, we get on each other's nerves, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, at times, and, you know, we say things, you know, in the wrong tone or the wrong <laughs> way, we have to come back and apologize. Um, so I really think, you know, the best way to handle some of these situations and to create healthy boundaries is through good communication. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be communicating with each other. Uh, my, my wife and I just ha have to communicate more. Mm -hmm. We have to take more right now than even we normally would. Um, but it's really important with your roommates, your housemates, suite mates, whatever the case may be, to really address things before they become bigger mm -hmm. problems. You know, sit mm -hmm. down and have a conversation. Um, talk about what's going on. You know, affirm, you know, mutual respect for one another, mm -hmm. right? Um, but also recognize, you know, we all have to make some sacrifices yeah. and we all need to be flexible when it comes to living with others, right? We don't, yeah. we don't get to have everything that we want or we don't get to have things go exactly the way we want them to in every situation. But, but just sitting down, laying down some ground rules, recognizing that, hey, we all care for each other. We all want to support one another. Um, how can we kind of work these things out and make sure we're all sort of getting our needs met, you know, in a balanced way. Um, but just really trying to have those open conversations mm -hmm. so you know, people aren't secretly going around carrying anger and resentment yeah. all the time. Things aren't building up. They're not harboring, you know, anything, you know, and you might just have to be intentional about doing that even once a week. All right. Every, every week, you know, at this time, we're going to sit down we're just going to have a, a 30 minute to an hour powwow where we just get it out and talk about what address the issues we need to address. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to hear you mention that because many of our houses organize like a, a time of, you know, prayer and or mutual communication once a week. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing you say is like, it, it, communicating the boundaries is important, but just as important is also communicating your love, mutual respect, and appreciation of one another, especially as you're in such tight place uh, spaces nowadays, right? Mm, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it really can amplify any problems, especially when we're all under added stress. 
okay? So we're all under added stress right now. We're all dealing with a little bit more, you know, our fuses might be a little bit shorter, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's so important to be intentional about addressing these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that affirmation, like Riga was just saying, because I think it's easy to remember when we need to talk about COVID and need to talk about our rules, but it's easy to forget to love one another through that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we recognize as a house as well through our meetings that we definitely needed to show that love to one another and that respect because mm -hmm. we could easily talk about all the rules, but we needed that other side of it too. Um, right. Yeah, that's a good reminder that that's an important part of the communication we have to have. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's also very easy to withdraw and fall into isolation um, on our own, even if we know we need to communicate well. It's our tendency to withdraw sometimes when we're living under these regulations. So how do we balance trying to be responsible to our community while also not living in fear, while also recognizing the necessity to gather and be with community, like you mentioned before, um, to have a healthy state of mind? Yeah, this has been such a such a challenge. Um, and it's been really hard, I know, for students. You know, there's no doubt that COVID has really taxed our resilience resources mm. this past year. <laughs> yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, we know from research that quality relationships are absolutely critical to our health and our well-being. So, you know, I think it's important to find ways to be with others in a responsible manner. So, you know, we do have to balance, you know, our responsibility to the UVA community and the larger community of Charlottesville with our own needs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, the way you do that is, is by, you know, following guidelines, yeah. learning gatherings, you know, to fewer people, um, wearing masks, um, and as much as possible, you know, trying to do activities outdoors, outside. Um, but it is, it's absolutely vital that you are still getting that face-to-face -face contact with your close friends. Yeah. Um, you just might have to be more creative in how you're going about mm -hmm. it right now. Yeah. And, and Jeff, maybe even like, uh, on the flip side of that question, what do you do when you notice, right, that some of those around you or this, or some of those that tend to be around you aren't around you, right? And there, there, there may be being reclusive and not recognizing some of these trends like how can we as friends lovingly reach out to them and be a support to them when we notice unhealthy habits right i, I mean i think the the first first thing you do is is reach out mm. um, you know when people are are isolating um, when they're withdrawing and are to themselves more you just reach out to them and let them know you know, that you care, you know, it, it communicates that you care about them, letting them know that you want to be a support to them, um, checking in on them, seeing how they're doing. And, you know, people are going to have um, their own boundaries when they, when it comes to that, you know, their and own level of comfort, you know, with people kind of, um, yeah, stepping in, you know, into their life. Um, so, you know, you want to be respectful of their boundaries, but at the same time, you know, you want them to know that you care. A lot of times people are just sitting around by themselves thinking nobody really cares, you know, um, and it wouldn't make a difference if, if I wasn't even here, you know, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when you just reach out a lot of times and show that you care and communicate that care, um, that can make a huge difference. Yeah.
Yeah, no, that's a, a very good point. And yeah, you know, I'm even thinking about this in light of um, many first year students who have had probably the most non-traditional college year ever, right? And, and so sure. this, this has been their normal. And there's often, you know, this challenge of how do I reach out to people without, you know, being awkward, but also while respecting them. But yeah, you know, people, there are some people out there, I believe, who want to be part of a community who just haven't been reached out to. And that's a healthy reminder uh, for me personally, and I hope for you too, Leah, that you know, <laughs> just reach out, right? A simple, hey, how are you doing? Or, hey, would you like to have a socially distanced uh, lunch or, you know, the walk out there, you know, something like that can go um, a really long way. So I'm so thankful for these reminders uh, that you've given us, Jeff. And, and yeah, thank you so much for all the wisdom that you've shared, that you've shared with us and helping us gain a, a better understanding of how to deal with anxiety and, you know, all the challenges of this season as well. It's been a, a super challenging season. And, and yeah, as we, as we wrap up, I'd love to give you some space to share any final thoughts. Um, maybe if there's anything you'd like to share that you haven't had an opportunity to share with, uh, to share yet. Um, yeah, I'd just love to provide some space for you to share any final comments. Well, I would certainly, you know, just like, you know, for the community to be aware that there are resources out there. Um, if you go to the CAPS website, there are lots of resources on the website. Um, it talks about our services that are available, that's available to students. It talks about the different groups we offer, but it also has lots of other resources um, that that you can access just ideas about apps, um, different uh, activities and things that you can do, other websites and stuff that you can connect with for, for yeah. mental health resources. Um, we have an online uh, self-help platform called Silver Cloud that has different modules like for anxiety, stress, depression, um, I think they actually have one on resilience now. Um, so there's, there's, that's a free platform for students yeah. that they can access and practice some, some of their own self-care, you know, through those things. So, yeah. And so those are the, yeah, those are the big things. Um, just being aware of those resources that are out there and being proactive about taking care of yourself right now and taking care of your mental health. Cause it's yeah. so easy to let that slip. Definitely. No, again, thank you for those timely reminders for us that even though, you know, maybe perhaps we can say we can see light at the end of the tunnel for this season, you know, but at the same time, we still have to focus and, and take good care of our mental health and, and to ensure that we're healthy in that area as well. Yeah. Um, well, Jeff, thanks again. Um, and thanks to all who have tuned in to this podcast. We hope that it's been an informative session for you. And we look forward to catching you out there soon um, through <laughs> the next session. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Jeff. And thanks to uh, this week's co-host, Leah Anderson. Thank you. Thank you for letting me join you guys. This was yeah. wonderful. Thank you for having me as well. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Well, signing off from the Anchor Room. Uh, see you later. Until next time. <laughs>